welcome to the RBL Podcast. I'm your host, Mercedes, and if you're ready to be inspired and encouraged, this podcast is for you. Rise by lifting, rise by lifting others. You rise, you rise, you rise, you rise, you rise. Hey, RBL community. I have always found it intriguing how some of us as believers can trust God with our salvation, but have a hard time trusting him in the smaller everyday areas of our lives. And trust me, I have found myself here too from time to time. Now, one of these areas is relationships and allowing God to just take care of the details when it comes to our love story. So joining me in today's discussion is a familiar voice, Mrs. Pearl Lee, who exactly one year ago joined us in an episode entitled Dealing with the Unexpected. Now, if you haven't heard that episode, you can go ahead and check it out. It's a really good one. With that being said, welcome back, Pearl. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, <laughs> it's a privilege and an honor to be back with the RBL community and you guys. Uh, I'm so honored. And yeah. All right. And we are honored to have you as well. So excited to hear just your journey on this topic. So of course, share with us your testimony of who you were before coming to Christ. Awesome. Before I came to Christ, I was your average, you know, girl. Um, I, I was very ambitious. I came from a very, a, a very stable home initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had you know, as in when I say stable, I mean my mom and dad and my siblings. So we did a lot of things together. I have really great memories of those younger years. Um, my father was a very hardworking man, great man. Um, my my mom was um, a one, you know, she was just wonderful. And she, you know, they raised us with values and they raised us with um, with you know a love for studying and 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 learning. So so yeah that was part of my childhood and upbringing Mm. um as I got older sadly my family broke apart and Mm -hmm. my dad left home and he got remarried and he you know he he went on to have another family but when he did that that left myself and my family in a very sort of awkward position because now my mum was a single mother my you know it, it lended my brother into um, dr- um drugs and you know the sort of like gang life right. and my my sister ended up you know having a child really early on really young and it kind of left myself and you know I, I come from an African family so these things aren't discussed you're just supposed to to do you know right right and because of that there was no time to process or really understand you know there was a it it really left me broken confused you know and seeking and trying to find myself because especially my dad left me when I was in my teenage years and for any girl those are the years that your identity is really um is really founded in a sense you know you need that father figure to be there to guide you um, so while my sister went the other way into, you know, trying to find love in, in guys, I kind of went the, you know, the opposite way of just shutting down and just sort of pushing love away and just thinking, oh, love is just an elusive thing that people are always going to chase. But 
Mm. It's not never really something that you, it's no, it's not a tangible thing, a real thing, you know. Mm. And as I um I I grew up almost intrinsically saying to myself that don't give yourself to anyone because they'll just let you down. Sort of feeling that brokenness at a young age just made me feel like if you give yourself to someone, they will let you down. And Mm. that pain you will have to relive it so it's wise for you not to do that again Mm. so I did not want to get married I didn't want children I was like chase your career pursue these things and you'll be fine like the only person who can let you down is yourself Mm. um so as I went on I was on the right path you know on the career that I'd always wanted to do I might you know type a personality in me was like girl <laughs> got this you, boo, you know and you know what when my dad left him I mean initially we you know where we weren't allowed to go out and all of that stuff and I was not really the curious type who was into the crazy things even though I tried drugs and alcohol but they never really stuck to me per se right uh, but amongst that I tried you know I I was in relationships here and there but there was a lot of fear in Mm -hmm. me uh, in allowing myself to be loved per you know per se Mm -hmm. so I when I was around about 18 that's when I came to Christ and um, so I come with this big outward personality but totally broken Mm -hmm. on the inside confused and and very guarded and very shielded um but as but as soon as I got saved when like it's like when I got saved it's it's like God knew you know the Bible says that it's the love of God that compels sinners to repentance yes you know and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and he it's like for me he made that the 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 reference point that the pinnacle of my salvation like I automatically felt like felt and knew that God loved me mm. I didn't know what love means but I just knew that I had like those fears dissipated if that mm. if that makes any sense you know yes. so yeah so that's a bit of how you know of my journey coming to Christ and yeah be, getting saved really wow yeah. wow yeah. that's beautiful That's actually so beautiful. And again, this is why, and if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know, this is why I always say I love testimonies. Um, (laughs) Just love them because you just get a chance to see again, like, you know, where a person has come from um, and who they are in Christ now. So amazing. Okay. So I love that you mentioned love so many times. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, it wasn't even supposed to be, but it just (laughs) flowed right in (laughs) because that is what we are talking about okay so here you are 18 years old you come to Christ and now you you know you're you've come from a background where you experience brokenness and a lack of understanding of love and all that so of course I have to ask right when do you think you started kind of desiring that relationship with another person you know you've come to Christ now you know God's been healing you when do you think you came to that place in your salvation of like okay you know what 
I would like, or I'm open to being in a relationship with someone? That's actually a good question. So tied to my testimony. So as I said before, I didn't want to get married and I did not want even want children. I didn't want a family. Um, I remember coming to church and seeing the display of healthy marriages Mm. and growing up in an African home it's like you know it's very rare to find a real African home where the parents actually display affection and love for one another Mm. but when I got saved I was surrounded by families who displayed that you know it's like they weren't just married Mm. but the husband liked his wife and the wife liked the husband do you know what I mean it's like (laughs) they weren't just together because that's just what you do right and so I started to wonder uh, like I ordered this it was there was a beauty about it there was a grace about it and I think for me having like coming from a place where marriage was that really horrible thing that ends up really bad or that thing that where people just are almost trapped Mm. um it's like I was beginning to see a different completely different picture that was beautiful you know I'm even like seeing fathers in the home and how they treated their children how they loved their children Mm. it began to open my mind up to that inward desire of that's good and I want that you know Mm. if that's marriage then that's then I yeah I could I could do that I I would like that you know so I think for me it wasn't initially uh jumping in and I want someone um it was I there was some time of God God sort of breaking me slowly yeah to understand to to kind of see that this was that the, there was goodness in it so yeah within about two years I think I would start I, I would say that I started to think well I'm open to it you know <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be open to the idea of yeah. this marriage thing you know and it's interesting because my mind began to become open, but my heart was still very, it took a while for my heart to open up because mm. I wasn't, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was just an illusion that I was seeing or yeah. if it was real, you know. Um, but that coupled with God showing me that his love was good, like love is good. Mm. You know, what you've seen has not always been good, but real love is good. Hmm. it slowly started to yeah open me up if that makes any sense yeah it does it really does so you clearly had like you'd say like a a tainted view of love in general right like prior to salvation and I think that's with most if not all of us um majority of us I would say you know have that kind of tainted view some people view love as like lust really you know absolutely whereas others like in your situation it's almost like no like maybe love isn't real or whatever the case may be right so when do you think you came to a a place of almost like reassurance that like I'm confident in God's love for me in your salvation Mm, that's a good question um so for me I remember when I actually I mentioned it in the previous podcast um so when I fell sick pretty much a lot of my self-worth and identity was tied to what I could achieve what I could accomplish you know right what I can do 
So when I fell sick, I wasn't able to do any of those things. And I knew in my mind, so I've always known, since I got saved, I knew in my mind that God loved me, Mm. theoretically. But that revelation, it took a while to seep through the layers of my heart, you know. So when I fell sick, um, I couldn't do anything for God because one aspect of what I thought love was was that you love me because of what I do, Mm. you know. So now I'm prepared to be like, if I keep doing this, if I keep praying, if I keep reading, if I keep fasting, if I keep going on outreach, if I keep doing these things, then I'll be loved. Mm. But in reality, I was already loved mm. by God. Everything I just I should do, I should do those things because of his love. So now the self-worth and significance element of me doing has been removed. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know who I am and I don't know what my significance is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he's going to leave. Like, yeah, like that's what people do. Like, if you can't show them that you are worth something, like, you know, that this is my worth, then they're going to leave, you know? Right. Especially like, growing up in an African home, it's about your love because, oh, you did good. Hey, I love you, my child. Hey, you're a lawyer. You're a doctor. Hey? You're a teacher. <laughs> Yes, I love you. But then if you are like, I don't know, doing a completely different job, it's right. you never really hear those words that you're loved. So it was always attached to some sort of thing that you do. Anyways, so to answer your question, God now is taking this away and showing me that I'm going to stay. I'm still here. I'm still patient with you. I'm still kind. I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm not angry at you. And I didn't understand that. Like, there's mm. times where I'd be like, oh, hurry up quickly, quickly. Just, just leave, just go now, God. Like, you could just go, please. I, it's easier for me if you just leave because the longer you stay around, the more anxious you're making me because I have to adapt to the fact that you love me, but I'm not doing anything to you. And it's the debt's becoming longer, you know? Right, but right. I really do believe that God allowed the season to be long so he can, he can peel those layers one by one to show me that I don't love you because of what you do Mm. I love you for who you are and this is who you are you Mm. know um so yeah that that was kind of um the journey before even thinking about marriage and getting into marriage or relationships and stuff like that on the surface I didn't think all of this was in me yeah but really and truly I did need a lot of these pieces peeled you know Mm. before I got there yeah so yeah and I think that's super good, actually, because sometimes it's almost like, you know, a, a lot of people, right, even in the world, they want to jump into relationships. And there's like, obviously, none of us are perfect, right? But there's still areas of brokenness in our single season, right, in which mm-hmm. we need to deal with, otherwise, they bleed into that relationship. So 100%. Do you think, you know, just the process of God healing you and showing you his love for you, do you think that that helped in, you know, just being able to become the wife that, you know, obviously you're still growing, but like just to be, you know, able to become that person that would be able to be in that season where you can have a healthy marriage and relationship? Do you think that that was really helpful or what are your thoughts on that? hundred percent. A thousand percent, mm-hmm. 12 billion percent. <laughs> you know, we can mask ourselves mm-hmm. on the outside 
But the reality is that whatever our, whatever affections are in our hearts, whatever is in our hearts, that's where we'll that's that's what will actually flow out of us. You know, the Bible talks about how out of you know guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. Yes. So if this is what was really working in my heart, then this is what's going to flow out at some point. Something's going to happen that's going to cause these things to flow out. It's not mm. because I call myself a Christian that it automatically means that I'm, I'm healthy or I'm well. Mm. You know, starting off that journey before has really, really, really helped and impacted me coming into my marriage. Because on one hand, I would have been longing for another human being to satisfy mm. and fill me mm. and and be what God should be to me right. um my everything you know whereas on the other hand I would be guarded and protect myself out of fear so it's like fear on both spectrums out out of fear that you know what if he does this what if he leaves me what if he doesn't what it do what it, you know so always mm. kind of checking you know, which is also not fair on the other person because the, the issues are with me and I need to bring them before Jesus on the cross. So now we have to backtrack a little bit <laughs> and really dive into the details of just, again, this entire process of just how you met your husband, you know, and the entire journey um, surrounding that. So first and foremost, just let us know, like, how long exactly were you single for? So I was single for 14 years. Mm. Um, so yeah, so yeah, 14 years. Wow. It didn't actually seem that long. No. But it was a, it was a long time. <laughs> you know what they say? Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> okay, so 14 years of singleness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when did you first meet your husband then? When he came and stalked me in England, he went <laughs> on a plane across the pond. <laughs> so um, I met my husband um, when he came to London, but we were introduced through mutual friends. Okay. So I knew a whole bunch of people from the GTA because we would always go to some conference. And um, I had met all his friends I had just mm. never met him mm. um and so every time I went to Tucson he didn't go and every time he went to Tucson I didn't go um so he was you know so I guess he was kind of playing a bit hard to get or I was playing hard I'm not really sure no, I'm just going I'm just <laughs> so uh, um so yeah so one day uh my friend um Essence who's from the Missaga church she uh, messaged me and I hadn't spoken to her in a while and so she asked me um you know kind of like what was going on and yeah she was just asking you know we're just catching up and so she was like you know so what's going on like have you seen anyone and I was like I could sense where it was going okay as she was asking questions you know sometimes when people call you and say hey how's it going and so you know you just kind of like you can just kind of have a sense where it's, where it's going to go. And so I had a bit of a sense that she's probably going to ask me, tell me that she's, she knows someone. Mm. But at this point, I was like, please don't. Because I, in in, I was in a place where my health was not where I wanted it to be. 
So there was a, so there was a guard up in me where I was like, I don't really want to bring someone into my life at this very vulnerable stage in my, in my life, you know? Right. And then sure enough, she's like, you know, cause I know someone I was like, oh, no, you know? <laughs> So she said, and it, so she comes, so she says to me that, you know, just think about it. You know, she describes him to me. And um I was like, I was polite enough because she's just really lovely and I didn't want to let her down. So I was polite enough. And I said, you know what? I um let me take some time and pray on it. But God forgive me, I've already repented, but I had no, I had no intention to pray about it. I just needed more time to uh, um, I just needed more time to what's the word? find a good reason to give to her <laughs> as to why I wasn't interested because <laughs> you know so she said absolutely like no worries I will mm. um yeah take your time and you you just let me know so meanwhile she's also told Rex about me and it is what it is so I didn't hear back from her for like two months and I'm rejoicing. I'm like, yes, she forgot. Praise God. How I know it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't God. That same week that that thought came to my mind, Essence messages me. I was like, oh, man. She remembered. Like, there was a sense of, like, disappointment that she remembered. Really? <laughs> I in a sense of like I hadn't thought about it I I was just in a very different stage of my life I was just figuring out a lot of things in my in my own life at the time right right you know um so I didn't have a I didn't I didn't want to be in that headspace you know when she came back to me I was like you know I was very honest with her I said you know what I'm going to be very honest with you I didn't pray about it Mm. but if you give me two weeks I'm being very honest. I am going to take it serious and I'm going to pray and I'm going to get back to you. Mm-hmm. But she said, sure, absolutely. And so I took two weeks out and I prayed about it. So in my heart, I'm like, God knows where I am. He's going to say to me, this is not for you. Shut that down quick. One time I got you. <laughs> Every time I pray, God was like, just be open. Just be open. Hey, RBL community. Please remember to follow this podcast and follow us on Instagram to never miss out on any updates. And now back to the episode. I did not expect to have a piece about it. I expected to have real anxiety, discomfort, so I can be like really sorry, Essence. I just didn't Mm. feel like it was for me, you know? So I was like, okay. Maybe this is just me listening to myself and whatever. Let me speak to um, some of the older women who I know, who know me. Let me go to them. Let me speak to them and see what they say. And just let them know about this this opportunity. So one after the other, I'm going up to them. I'm just like, oh, so you know what? There's this guy that they're trying to introduce me to. He's from Canada. And literally, they just be like, pow you know what just be open see what God says I mean you guys don't love me you guys don't love me no you know what I I got so angry in my like I was just angry because I just wanted I was I just wanted my own way out of you know what I mean I just I don't know I was just in this headspace like I said earlier whereas I was I just I was in this headspace 
So before I could even get back to Essence, she gets back to me and she said to me, oh, pal, you know, you have, um, we were thinking that why didn't we come to your conference? Why didn't you guys meet at a conference? So I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. Yes, conference. Tucson conference, June. Girl, yes. In my head, I'm like, perfect. Because that will give me enough time for me to come up with a really good reason why (laughs) this is August I'm thinking June next year I have no intention of going to conference in Tucson anyway so let's do it (laughs) oh no 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 I was thinking about your conference in October oh and I was like wait like October a month away because like at this point it's September so before I knew it they were booking their flights they were coming instantly in my mind I was like okay it's time to get your head game on it is what it is yeah so that's that's the first time I met him I met him at our conference in October and um yeah wow okay so all began so what do you think was making you kind of like no no I I don't want to even was it I know you mentioned like you know during that season you're dealing with a lot of personal things regarding your health do you think that that was the only reason or were you just not in that mind space of again like I I want to get married or what was going on in your mind during that time that's a good question so prior to that so I'm somebody who fully enjoyed my single years Mm. fully enjoyed them you know I did a lot of things I traveled a lot went on lots of impact teams I guess naturally I'm someone who wants my every day, every second to count, you know? Mm. So whatever, wherever I am in life, what's the purpose of, of my life, you know? Right. So that helped in living out my single life in a way that I enjoyed it. So then going through like health issues, it was still very new to me and I was processing it internally. Mm. I still didn't quite understand everything that was going on. Right. So now to bring someone into the equation when I don't even understand, open me up for more rejection, which then takes me all the way back to the rejections that you felt, what, what I felt when I was younger and all of that stuff. Mm. And also what's interesting. So obviously in between those 14 years, it's not to say that there was no there was no interest in other people or anything like that. There was, you know, like sometimes you meet people, you're like, mm, OK, or people, you know, there's interest and it's like, mm, do you know what I mean? So, so a couple of years before that, I would say around about mm, 2010, 11, I'd met this guy in church, right? And we were like really, really good friends, absolutely good friends, you know? And, you know, they say that friendship is very important in marriage and mm. we literally just were friends. And um, within that friendship, grew mutual interest Mm. and in my head I was like this person I could see myself for them for the rest of my life Mm. I could could see myself for this guy my heart was like yeah I was invested emotionally invested Mm. and um it just then one day he just didn't come back to church oh he just didn't come back he had he was going through some stuff with his family and he just didn't come back and my heart broke because I knew that if he wasn't in charge then it was not going to be it was not going to happen 
Anyways, not long after that, I meet, I meet this person. They were like 95% of everything I asked God. 95%. I was like, what? God, I didn't even know. Like, there was such a being in the world. God, what? <laughs> this is spectacular, you know? I thought God really fashioned them in every aspect for me. Wow. Right. That 5% would kill me and I for a very long time I wrestled with God like God why would you let me meet this person why would you allow me to see this person why would you like God this is the person for me I tried to even say like God we can make this work God by force I'll get them in church it was just a full-blown mess Mm. and it was years later that God showed me I allowed you to see what you wanted so that you could know that not everything that you want is 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 good for you Mm. but you can trust me to Mm. give you what you need because it will be the best for you Mm. I couldn't understand that I was just like no 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 I know what I want after that heartbreak and after what I've been through in my life after (laughs) what my dad did when he left God you need to understand I know me I know what I want, please. <laughs> God was like, God was like, no. And the lot, the more I looked at it, the, the worse it was. And I just knew mm. that I would end up very miserable, very miserable. I was looking at a very miserable life mm. ahead, you know. But obviously, I had to go through the process of kind of detaching that desire and but just having to I want the desire for what is for me but then you know you go through that process what if God never gives me what is good what if I have to end up with someone I don't even want what right. if what I want is bad for me what if, you know what I mean like having to like trust God's goodness you know in in those stages you know what I mean because 14 years you've seen so many things you know what I mean of course so that's kind of what had gotten me to this place where I was kind of I was in a latter end of a tantrum you know <laughs> a spiritual tantrum with God you know a tantrum <laughs> with my father and I was like I don't I'm not sure if I want to trust you I don't show if you know and so even when Essence presented me presented drugs to me she was like you know he's really quiet he's just I was like no there's not even anything on my list like I don't want someone quiet <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> that's why I was in that space, you know, because I was, I had a couple of years of a tantrum. <laughs> Would you say that the characteristics you had in mind were kind of contrary to what you ended up, I guess, like um, receiving in marriage as well? Like once you did meet your spouse? Yes, 100%. you know because for one when Essence was telling me about Rex and she said you know you know he's Vietnamese if she'd said to me like you know he's white I might have been like "Mm, maybe this is the Lord (laughs) but if she said to me he's Vietnamese I was like oh my gosh definitely not definitely not because he's he's got like no god I said white <laughs> I said no. I didn't even want. When people were like, "Oh, yeah, but how about Hispanic?" No, I didn't want Hispanic. I didn't want it had no black, no nothing. So when she's saying his Vietnamese, I was like, "No." She's like, "Oh, you know, he's a lot more introvert." I was like, "No, no." <laughs> 
no, that's not what I asked for, you know? Right. So those was so definitely it wasn't, do you know what? On on the outside, it wasn't what I wanted. But I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, you never really fail me. What I'm getting from it is like God basically knew, like, because God knows us more than we know ourselves. So he knew exactly what would be good for you. Like you mentioned, right? Like he knows best, but you wanted at the time what you wanted because you saw that as best for you. 100%. Before Essence actually spoken to me, I had come to a place where um, I had said, God, it doesn't matter what happens. Because again, like I said, I was wrestling with God like Jacob. Um, the years prior um, it doesn't matter what you what happens just make me satisfied in you Mm. because there was a lot of things I have to keep believing God for not just a spouse you know um, I had to believe God for my health so if I never get better you God make me satisfied in you you know um I've known of people who had gotten married and they couldn't have kids and then they're longing. And that was now a new like desire or uh, uh, they're married now, but now that's not even satisfying them anymore because they want the next thing. And I thought it doesn't matter when or never Mm. make me satisfied in you. And I think he'd started to make me satisfied in him Mm. that, um, I could be okay with whatever it, you know, whoever and whatever it is that he wanted for me, you mm. know. Okay, so I guess like in your season of singleness, is there ever a point in all of your 14 years of singleness where you thought to yourself, you know what, I might never get married? 100%. You know, there was, you know, you go through those seasons, you know, uh, most people come in, you see, you know, the new girls in the block, they come in, they get married and you're genuinely happy for them. But you're like, wait, actually, especially the wedding day, you know, every wedding day reminds every girl like, oh, one day, like, do you know what I mean? So when the wedding day would, the wedding days would come and you're still in the, you know, in the pews doing the recording or you're the next, your bridesmaid again, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's so sweet. So, you know, you kind of go, but like for me, I'd go back into my mind, like, oh yeah, because you know what? John Smith is coming. Like, do you know what I mean? So that, but then <laughs> as the years go on, you're like, oh, maybe he might never come. And then, so you start, I was in a church where we had lots of single, lots of single women who are a whole um, spectrum of ages, you know, from 18 all the way to 60 you know, and mm. they weren't married, you know, and they desired married and marriage and they had desired um, children and they didn't have that, you know. Um, so absolutely, there were moments where it was like, I might never get married because I was seeing it before mm. me. A lot of times, like you even said, there was a spectrum of different age groups, right, of women who, yes, they desired marriage, but they they just weren't married, you know, mm-hmm. Um And that can be quite difficult sometimes, right? For a woman who is in that season. And it's like, like you said, you know, maybe you're there, you're in the pews, you're seeing 
you know, people get married left, right and center. And you're wondering, well, is my turn going to come? You know, like, Mm -hmm. is that even a thing for me? And maybe you hope and you believe, but you're just not seeing it. Mm -hmm. How did you maneuver through those moments of discontentment or of even discouragement? Being able to watch how some of these women served God with everything, despite of marriage, mm. made me think that's how, if God is in, like, God is enough. Do you know what I mean? They desire something, but ultimately, God is enough. So, having those examples around me um, was a huge blessing. I also had friends who were my age who were go who were going through the same thing you know and so it was easy to be encouraged and just do the things that we do you know sometimes time really does go by I cannot tell you how 14 years went by you know because I look back and I'm thinking oh my gosh it was 14 years but in that time we did so much together that yeah that that it didn't seem like time was passing by and those seasons they don't last forever kind of the ways I would I maneuvered it just having people who are my age that we were serving God together um looking at people who were content in Christ despite of their age and not being married yet um and ultimately just really working it through with God like God you have to be enough for me Mm. I didn't get saved when they called an altar call they didn't say anyone want a man I see that hand right there I see that hand anyone want a car I see that hand like when they they called an altar call it wasn't it wasn't for that do you know what I mean so I had to come back to what's this all about do you know Mm. what I mean and though it was sad I could come to God and say God I'm sad that I'm not yet married and I'm dealing with this sadness and God brings joy